I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Egypt's new president created a diplomatic stir today. Mohamed Morsi was on the first official visit to Iran by an Egyptian leader since 1979. He was attending a summit of the Non-Aligned Movement, or NAM. Morsi has been serving as the current head of NAM and was handing the baton off to Iran. In his remarks, Morsi called the uprising in Syria, quote, a revolution against an oppressive regime. That went over like a lead balloon, considering Syria is Iran's closest Arab ally. Jane Newton-Small is diplomatic correspondent for Time magazine and is attending the NAM summit. She joins us now from Tehran. So uh, Syria's delegation walked out of the conference room, I gather, uh, when uh, the Egyptian president began speaking. What was Iran's reaction to all this? It was it was really striking that Iran's response to Morsi's comments was essentially dead silence. You saw um, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, who's the Iranian president, speak after Morsi had, and basically said nothing and didn't even mention the word Syria, didn't mention anything about the crisis. And the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei spoke earlier and also did not mention Syria. So it really has become the kind of ugly stepchild of the conference, and this conference which Iran had hoped would go so well and really focus on its own nuclear program and the sanctions being held against it. And now the entire conversation has been kind of hijacked by Syria. Mm. Was it surprising that uh, Mohamed Morsi would take issue with Syria and, and by extension Iran as well? No, I mean, it's, I think Morsi really has been trying to underline to the Iranians that he isn't going to be a pawn to their messaging here. And earlier in the week, the Iranians have been pushing um, this kind of resolution as part of the declaration language, the NAM declaration from this summit, um, that would include pretty strong paragraphs on Syria being allowed to negotiate an end to this crisis by themselves. And what Morsi basically said is, I'm not going to go along with that kind of language. And, um, you know, a lot of the Sunni countries really objected to the language when it was floated, and they ultimately ended up taking out the language and putting in these three very bland paragraphs about how everybody hopes for peace in Syria. Mm. And so I think it was partly in response to that, sort of, you know, Morsi saying, Bashar Assad, the president of Syria, is killing Sunnis by the tens of thousands. And Iran is helping him do that. And so, he's, you know, they're not going to sort of sit idly by and let Iran use Morsi's attendance as if he was somehow supporting their role in Syria. Now, Egypt wasn't the only delegation that ruffled feathers today in Tehran. Tell us what the U.N. chief Ban Ki-moon said. Well, thank you, Moon. You know, good for him. Like, this has really been a conference where he's shown his backbone. I mean, first of all, when the United States and Israel sort of threatened him, saying, don't come to this conference, don't give validity to it, he said, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to, it's a traditional that the Secretary General go to these kinds of conferences. And then once he got here, he also sort of took the Iranians to task by getting up and giving the speech saying, I don't approve ever when countries threaten to annihilate other countries. And, you know, I also think it's irresponsible when they use bad language, such as when they deny the Holocaust, and that's historically incorrect. And that's sort of both of which were digs at Iran, which has, you know, in recent days threatened to annihilate Israel. In fact, just that morning, Khamenei had said that he wanted to annihilate Israel, and then also has denied the Holocaust a a lot of times. And so it really, um, I think, was a surprise to the Iranians who thought that, again, Ban Ki-moon would be this sort of quiet presence here, and then all of a sudden here is criticizing them. Tell us a bit more about the non-aligned movement, uh, Jay, and how it got started. The movement started in 1961 and with 25 countries that did not want to be aligned with either the United States or the Soviet Union. And obviously that message has changed over the years with the end of the Cold War. Um, you know, and if you, it depends on what country you ask about the interpretation. And the Iranians see it as a very much an anti-American, anti-unilateral group, but others see it as, as you know, just a group of like-minded countries who are looking to develop in certain ways and trade in certain ways and, uh, and exchange ideas in certain ways. So 
it's an interesting movement, certainly, and it's actually been expanding and growing. There's 120 nations that are now part of it. Is the global influence meter for NAM up or down these days? Up until this point, a lot of people had sort of seen this conference as kind of going, the global influence kind of going down. It wasn't, it hasn't created a huge stir in years past, and it really hasn't created any policies or anything that has sort of changed the world, I think. I don't know if, if ever. Um, so, I mean, it's the kind of thing where I don't know that it would be such a big deal if it were any other country except for Iran hosting it right at this moment. And because it's been so difficult for American journalists to get in here, and it was a great reason sort of to come and see, you know, how Iran is doing and how the city is changing and, and, um, and sort of get in and talk to people here and see, you know, what it's like here. Now, there were a number of nuclear scientists and physicists who were uh, allegedly assassinated in the last 12 months or so in Iran. Um, And apparently Iran has made a big show of this uh, at the NAM. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. There are these three cars that have been bombed, clearly. They're propped up sort of in front of the conference, and they're sort of at an angle, like they are sort of new Maseratis being presented to the world. And it's sort of weird, because you're like, what are those beat-up cars doing here? And then you read the signs underneath them, and you realize that these are the cars that where three Iranian nuclear scientists died um, in the past year due to car bombs, which uh, Iran accuses Israel of being behind. And then sort of when you went to the press room, it was down the corridor of this enormous sort of memorial hallway of all of the Iranians killed, quote-unquote, by terrorism in the last two years. And so it was really around trying to say the message that they're a victim of terrorism and that when Americans or Israelis kill people and, and blow up people, it's all in the name of good, whereas when they perhaps do something similar, they get sanctions slapped on them. Time Magazine's Jay Newton-Small speaking with us from the Non-Aligned Movement meeting in Tehran. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marco.